0: Section 14 of The Judgment of Valhalla, by Gilbert Frankau. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Other Side Just got your letter in the poems. Thanks. You always were a brainy sort of chap, though pretty useless as a subaltern. Too much imagination. Not enough of that rare quality, sound common sense. And so you've managed to get on the staff. Influence, I suppose. A captain, too. How do tabs suit you? Are they blue or green? About your book. I've read it carefully. So has McFadyen. You remember him. The light-haired chap who joined us after Lowe's. And, candidly, we don't think much of it. The piece about the horses isn't bad. But all the rest, excuse the word, are tripe. The same old tripe we've read a thousand times. My grief, but we're fed up to the back teeth with war books, war verse, All the eyewash stuff that seems to please the idiots at home. You know the kind of thing, or used to know. Heroes who laugh while Fritz is strafing them. I don't remember that you found it fun the day they shelled us out of Blauport Farm. After the fight, our cheery wounded, note the smile of victory. It won't come off. Of course they smile. So'd you, if you'd escaped and saw three months of hospital ahead. They don't smile much when they're shipped back to France. Out for the great adventure. Twenty-five fat, smirking wasters in some OTC who just avoided the conscription act a strenuous woman worker for the cause, Miss Trixie Togood of the gaiety, who helped to pauperize a few Belgique in the great cause of self-advertisement. Lord knows, the newspapers are bad enough, but they've got some excuse, the censorship, helping to keep their readers' spirits up giving the public what it wants besides one mustn't blame the press the press has done more than its share to help us win this war more than some other people i could name but what's the good of war books if they fail to give civilian readers an idea of what life is like in the firing line you might have done that much from you At least, I thought we'd get an inkling of the truth. But no, you rant and rattle, beach your drum, and blow your two-penny trumpet like the rest. Red battle's glory, honor's utmost task, gay, jesting faces of undaunted boys, the same old boys' own paper balderdash. Mind you, I don't deny that they exist, these abstract virtues which you gas about. We shouldn't stop out here long otherwise. Honor and humor and that sort of thing, though heaven knows where you found the glory touch, unless you picked it up at GHQ. But if you'd common sense, you'd understand that humors just the Saxon cloak for fear. Our English substitute for vive la France, or else a trick to keep the folk at home from being scared to death, as we are scared. That honor, damn it, honor's the one thing no soldier yaps about, except of course, a soldier poet, three and sixpence net. Honest to God, it makes me sick and tired to think that you, who lived a year with us, should be content to write such Tommy Rot. I feel as though I'd sent a runner back with news that we're being strafed like hell. And he'd reported, Everything okay. Something's the matter. Either you can't see or else you see and cannot write. That's worse. Hang it. You can't have clean forgotten things you went to bed with, woke with, smelt, and felt. All those long months of boredom streaked with fear, mud, cold, fatigue, sweat, nerve strain, sleeplessness. And men's excreta, viscid in the rain and stiff-legged horses lying by the road their bloated bellies shimmering green with the flies have you forgotten you who dine tonight in comfort at the carlton or savoy lord but i'd like a dart at that myself oysters creme something sole vin blanc a bird, and one cold bottle of the very best, a girl to share it, afterwards a show, Lee White and Alfred Lester, Nelson Keyes, supper to follow. Our brigade's in rest, the usual farm. I've got the only bed. The men are fairly comfy, three good barns, Thank God they didn't have to bivouac after this last month in the salient. You have forgotten. Or you couldn't write this sort of stuff. All can't, no guts in it. Hardly a single picture true to life. Well, here's a picture for you. Montauban. Last year, the flattened village on our left. On our right flank, the raised briquetterie, their five nines pounding bits to dustier bits. Behind, a cratered slope with batteries crashing and flashing, violet in the dusk, and prematuring every now and then. In front, the ragged bois de Bernafé, Boucher whizbangs bursting white among its trees. You had been doing F.O.O. that day. The staff knows why we had an F.O.O. One couldn't flag-wag through Thronis wood. The wires went down as fast as one could put them up. And messages by runner took three hours. I got the wind up, rather, you were late and they'd been shelling like the very deuce. However, back you came. I see you now. Staggering into mess, a broken trench, two chalk walls roofed with corrugated iron, and round the traverse, driver Noki's stove, stinking and smoking while we ate our grub. Your face was blue-white streaked with dirt. Your eyes had shrunk into your head as though afraid to watch more horrors. You were sodden wet with greasy coal-black mud and other things. Sweating and shivering, speechless there you stood. I gave you whiskey, made you talk. You said, Major, Another signaler's been killed. Who? Gunner Andrews. Blast them. Oh my Christ. His head split open. When his brains oozed out, they looked like bloody sweetbreads in the muck. And you're the chap who writes this claptrap verse. Lord, If I had half your brains, I'd write a book, none of your sentimental platitudes, but something real, vital, that should strip the glamour from this outrage we call war, showing it naked, hideous, stupid, vile, one vast abomination, so that they who, coming after, till the ransom fields where our lean corpses rotted in the yews. Reading my written words should understand the stark, stupendous horror, visualize the unutterable foulness of it all. I'd show them not your glamorous, glorious game, which men play jesting for their honor's sake kind of military tournament with just a hint of danger, bound in cloth. But war, as war is now and always was, a dirty, loathsome, servile murder job. Men, lousy, sleepless, ulcerous, afraid, toiling their hearts out in the pulling slime that wrenches gumboot down from bleeding heel and cakes in itching armpits, navel, ears. Men stunned to brainlessness and gibbering. Men driving men to death and worse than death. Men maimed and blinded. Men against machines. Flesh versus iron, concrete. Flame and wire, men choking out their souls in poison gas, men squelched into the slime by trampling feet, men disemboweled by guns five miles away, cursing with their last breath the living God because he made them in his image men. So, were your talent mine, I'd write of war, for those who, coming after, know it not. And if posterity should ask of me, what high, what base emotions keyed weak flesh to face such torments? I would answer, you. Not for themselves, O daughters, grandsons, sons, your tortured forebears wrought this miracle. Not for themselves accomplished utterly this loathliest task of murderous servitude. But just because they realized that thus, and only thus, by sacrifice, might they secure a world worth living in for you good night my soldier poet dormez bien end of poem